Oh, good evening, or should I say good afternoon, folks, and welcome back to the Talk of Philly Sports with Maddie B podcast with your boy Maddie B, aka Map and Archek, here on this Thursday, um, early afternoon, December the 15th, 2022. And this will serve, unfortunately, as our Eagles Victory Monday show, as um, I am back here on Thursday, and I know I've said this time and time and time again, and you're getting tired of hearing it. That I apologize for being tardy and I apologize for not paying as much attention to the podcast as I have had in the past, but I have a legit excuse this time. Um, I've been saddled with for the last, what, nine days now, eight days, eight, nine days with a flu. Um, and this has been the worst case of the flu I've ever had in my life. And I don't mean that by the I'm laying in bed dying uh, mantra. I mean, just the lingering effects of this thing. Um, I have not had a fever the entire time. I, I feel a little feverish today, but I have not been able to turn the corner on this thing in eight days. It's been a walking flu variant, so to speak. And yes, uh, for those of you out there who might be thinking that it's pneumonia, I definitely explored that possibility myself, but I have been diagnosed and tested. It is the flu type A. And boy, though, it has just been a um, a lingering beast of a flu um just enough to keep me kind of down not enough to keep me out but definitely enough to keep me down it's caused me to miss um my show on eop this week it's caused me to miss a flyers post game show and it caused me to miss this show on monday like i usually do i have been literally bedridden or bed like ridden all week but i figured i'd haul myself up in front of this microphone today and try to get something out because that is what the level dedication that i have for this craft and the fact that we are on the cusp or the precipice of week 15 of the national football league and uh it's time to kind of break that down it's also it's beyond time to break down or to break apart or break back or whatever you want to call it, the eagle giant game on sunday and game in which the eagles once again uh exuding the word the d word domination a 48 to 22 victory over the new york giants in a game that was really never that close to begin with. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, Eagles are now sitting at a very firm 12-1, and and they have officially clinched a position in the National Football Conference's playoffs uh, this year. Uh, obviously, holding out for that number one seed overall is the hope and the wish and the dreams of every Eagle fan, to include me. Uh, as as they are now, as I said, now we move into a position where uh, it's scoreboard watching time, I guess. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, who are chasing them in their division, and the Minnesota Vikings, who are chasing them in their conference, become very um, major, major, major watch points for this team going forward. And we have not moved into the realm of un, um, uncompetitive football or meaningless football yet. But with each Eagles, with each with each week, and with each passing week, and with each passing Eagles dominating victory, we're getting definitely close to that area. As the Eagles for this week will now uh, wait for the Chicago Bears as they will face them in a game on paper that screams blowout, in a game on paper that screams let's keep this thing rolling. Uh, that'll happen on Sunday, and we're not going to really get much into that, of course, because we do that on the Eagle pregame show here on the Talk to Philly Sports with Matty B podcast. And that'll be this weekend with our boy Kyle Quinn as he'll come back and um, cut up that game with me. And we'll also, again, talk a little bit about this giant game. But 
let us talk about this little giant game right now. And this game was, as I mentioned, a blowout from the beginning. It was had that old-fashioned blowout vibe. Not the old-fashioned NFC East vibe. Had the old-fashioned blowout vibe as the Eagles got up 7-0, took a 24-7 lead into the halftime, built a 37-14 lead heading into the um, second or fourth quarter. I'm sorry, 34-14 lead heading into the fourth quarter and then coasted all their way to a 48-22 victory on the game that saw Garden Minshew make another appearance for the second straight week. Jalen Hurts for the day, 21 for 31, 217 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, but the story is Miles Sanders and A.J. Brown. Miles Sanders, 17 carries, 144 yards, career high, two touchdowns. A.J. Brown, four receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown as well. And both of those individuals eclipsing the 1,000-yard marks in their um, respective categories in terms of rushing yards and receiving yards. The first time um, an Eagle player has eclipsed 1,000 yards rushing or receiving since 2014 when LaShawn McCoy and Jeremy Macklin did it together the same season. So congratulations to Miles Sanders who, you know, heading into this season, this was Miles Sanders' year. You know, this was the contract year. This was the year that he needed to have this type of season. And um, as Miles Sanders gets ready to make his push for the end of the year and into the playoffs and then eventually into that big contract next year, you know, again, got the running back situation, which is a dead position in the NFL. It's not a position of desirability anymore. People are very uh, hesitant on giving out those types of contracts to running backs um, for obvious reasons, durability, age, speed, and then just, just game, game scheme. You know, it's not a running league. So, but Miles Sanders obviously making the case very, very firm for him heading into 2023, if not with the Eagles, but somebody else to um, cash in. Because, um, you know, this was the year he needed. He had a couple down years. 2020 was a decent year, but he played on a really bad team. And last year was just a bad year for him. But this year has been a dominant year, as I mentioned, over 1,000 yards rushing for Miles Sanders this season. I am. What can you say about A.J. Brown? You know, uh, the draft night deal that brought A.J. Brown here to Philadelphia was met with a lot of optimism and a lot of excitement. And obviously it has not, um, it has been as advertised. And then so A.J. Brown has been T.O. like in every single thing he's done. He has made us forget about Howie Roseman's inability to draft wide receivers. And he has definitely been that player and more that we got on draft night for Trayvon Burks, who turned out to be the pick the Titans used. Uh, A.J. Brown going over 1,000 yards, and I believe now in the season 11 touchdowns as he as having a all-pro, pro bowl type season as well. So that were the two highlights of the day. But the story, once again, is the Eagles as a team. You know, um, I mentioned to Kyle on the pregame show, wash and repeat. That is how you're going to go ahead and beat the Giants. Same game plan, essentially, that you used against the uh, Titans. You know, it was a similar type of team. Dan Jones, a little bit, um, I think, a little bit worse of a quarterback than Brian Tannehill. Uh, Dan Jones has maybe got more athleticism than him. But Dan Jones has not ever been really in a big game moment. He's not had that much experience in that, whereas as, um, Tannehill has. They both are kind of the same type of arm strength, 
Uh, as I mentioned, Dan Jones has maybe got the intangible with the athleticism, but if you can erase the one thing that the Giants do well, and that's running the football with the likes of Saquon Barkley, then you can pretty much put yourself in a great position where you're going to have Dan Jones try to beat you with his arm, and that is a great place to be as an Eagle, an Eagle fan. Saquon Barkley for the day, nine carries for 28 yards. Total about Talk about domination. You know, his longest of the day was a nine-yard carry. The Eagle run defense for the second straight week really did its job. Did its job above and beyond. Kudos to John Gannon. Kudos to the uh, rotations. Jordan Davis back in the lineup. Nakamoving and Sue and uh, Linville Joseph doing their part, you know, as they rotate in and out of that defensive line. And kudos to Howie Roseman for, once again, bringing those players in. So, you know, that's how you do it. And that's how the Eagles did it. And uh, Dan Jones on the day, 18 for 27, 169 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, as I mentioned to Kyle on the pregame, the Giants are a nice little story. They are. And unfortunately for Eagle fans, the Giants are back. And what I mean by that is they're going to be a team that's going to have to be dealt with going forward over the next five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Um, but as much how much we have to deal with them is really going to be dependent upon the Giants in terms of what they do at quarterback. If they decide to move on from Dan Jones and bring in a viable starting quarterback next year, then watch out because that's what the Giants really kind of are uh, are missing right now is a, a starting quarterback. If, if they have a starting quarterback, the Giants are not going to be a nice little story anymore. They're going to be a legitimate pain in the ass. And um, But the Giants are back for all, all, all intents and purposes. In the NFC East, in all intents and purposes, is back. God damn, it didn't take long, right? <laughs> Jeez. You know, two years ago, it was called the NFC Least. You know, you had the, the, the Redskins, or Commanders, winning the division with a 7-9 and record. And now we're talking, literally, every team in the division right now would make the playoffs, I think. I think it's still the way it is. But um, NFC is definitely back. And Eagles are obviously um, rounding in the form at the right time. So... 48-22 Eagle victory. Uh, the one negative thing about the game uh, would probably have been the play of the special teams. And what I mean by that is it's, it's weird for me to say this because uh, Aaron Sipos, the Eagle punter, um, <laughs> was actually the weirdest thing I've seen. Had a punt, punt blocked, right? But then he had the presence of mind to pick up the punt and run up the sidelines, and he actually almost converted the first down. He fell short by about two or three yards. But in the process, he ended up uh, tweaking out his knee and his ankle to the point where he's gone on IR and will probably be gone for the season. Um, you know, for all the negativity that Aaron supposed in that group has gotten all season long, you know, here's, an, here, here's kudos to him. Kudos to that young man for, one, having the presence of mind to pick up the ball and then obviously sacrificing himself for the good of the team and try to get a first down there. Um, you know, special teams unit has been much, much maligned all season. And uh, for him to, to kind of pull that one out of nowhere, uh, again, kudos to him. Uh, but, yes, he, he is going to be now, um, I believe he's, um, I don't even know what they're saying. I think he's IR, and it's no real no timeline for the return as, um, as he's dealing with a knee and ankle injury. The Eagles went out and actually signed uh, a punter here in the offseason. Uh, it's a former, it's, yeah, Brent Kern, um, former pro bowler, all proer, all pro, former pro bowler slash all pro Brent Kern from uh, 
from most memorably the Tennessee Titans. Um, last punted for them uh, earlier this season where he was cut. So um, it was actually, uh, yeah, I don't think he punted at all. Did he punt this season? Mm. No. Last punt of last year for the uh, Tennessee Titans. I think he was cut in training camp. So Brent Kern. Uh, the new Eagle punter, is he's going to come in and try to fill the void left by Aaron Supposed, who's gone down with injury and will probably be gone for the majority of the season, if not longer. So, get well, Aaron. Good job, brother. You've really kind of, you kind of made some people think differently about you in the span of one play. So, good work for Aaron Sipos and the rest of the Philadelphia as they uh, dominate 48-22. Moving the record now to 12 and 1, and as I mentioned, are closing in, uh, have have uh, captured a playoff spot in the NFC, um, and are closing in on an NFC East championship, and more importantly, or most importantly for people, closing in on that number one overall seed in the NFC. And we all know that that is the only golden ticket that the NFL gives now. It's one, uh, one team gets a buy per conference a week. And that's it. So Eagles are closing in on that magic threshold. And next up is the Chicago Bears, and they will face them on Sunday at 1 o'clock. And a game, as I mentioned, has got blowout written all over it. But in this bizarro world of the NFL in 2022, never count anybody out. And obviously the Eagles are not going to be able to do that as they move into this game. All systems need to be go, and also they need not need to overlook this game because we, we, we obviously know Dallas week. They're probably the most important Dallas week in a long time, is looming right after the Bears game. I mean, this is probably the most important or the most hyped Dallas week that we've had around here in a minute is looming right after the Bears game. But we got to handle our business against the Bears first, and that'll happen on Sunday. But let's take a look now, week 14 of the NFL, a week in which I did um, pretty okay, 8-5. and five. Again, I'm not, not great, but in this bizarro year, I'll take eight and five. Um, I'm now one twelve and ninety five on the season. Once again, I've you know I've, I've moved past the one hundred win mark, and obviously I want to stay under hundred losses. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, well, let's take a look at what I got here for week fifteen. Um, so starting tonight, see we got San Francisco at Seattle. That is really a game that I don't think anybody expected to be as meaningful as it's going to be tonight. Seattle is having a resurgence of a season under Geno Smith. I mean, wow. And obviously San Francisco is is battling now with a third string quarterback in Purdy and you know, they're they're trying to be the darlings of the NFL right now and trying to wield themselves to victory. Uh interesting game tonight. Really probably one of the best Thursday night games of the season. And largely a really a dog Thursday night affair. Um so we got Seattle at San Francisco. Well, I'm give me San Fran though in this game. Uh I, I think San Fran just has too many weapons. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really good game. On the Sunday, we got Indy and Minnesota. Um, you know, I, I don't want Minnesota to win, obviously, with, we're, you know, with them chasing the Eagles. But I just don't think they're they're going to be uh, challenged at all by Indianapolis. Give me Minnesota. Baltimore at Cleveland. Give me Baltimore. Miami at Buffalo in probably um, the second best game of the week. In fro- the frozen tundra of Buffalo, we're going to have Miami going up there. Um, in a great in a, in a great matchup, it should be another really good game. But give me Buffalo, Atlanta versus the Saints. Uh, 
couple of reasons, obviously. Strength in that draft pick, boy. Give me the give me the uh, Falcons. Detroit at the Jets. Give me the Jets. Pittsburgh at Carolina. I like Carolina that continues to push their case here. Wouldn't that be a story? A team that fires their head coach in season ends up winning their division as they're pushing. They're pushing their Buccaneers, and I want that get that push to continue. Give me Carolina, Dallas, and Jacksonville. My heart tells me it's the Cowboys, obviously, or my head tells me it's the Cowboys, but uh, I'm never going to go with them. So give me Jacksonville, KC, and Houston, KC, Arizona, and Denver. Uh, the dog matchup of the week. Give me Arizona, New, New England, and, and the Raiders. New England, Tennessee, and the Chargers. Tennessee, Cincinnati, and uh, Tampa. Give me Cincinnati. And the Giants, Washington. Give me the Giants in a, in a game that has a lot of implications for the Eagles. And the Rams and the Packers. Give me the Packers on Monday night. And then that leads us to the Eagles and the Bears. And, well, you know that. I can't really reveal that. Not until this weekend on the official Talking Philly Sports with Matty B. Philadelphia Eagle pregame show with my boy Kyle Quinn. Please tune in and you will hear my pick, Kyle's pick, and a lot more as we get you ready for Eagles-Bears on Sunday. So that will do me for the NFL. Um, let's kind of jump right over to the baseball and to the hockey side of things real quick. Let's talk baseball. Big news in town. Uh, Taiwan Walker, Trey Turner. Jake Cave, Matt Strom, all um, new Phillies additions, you know, via the, the owners' meetings. Um, you know, obviously Trey Turner being the gem of that that move, uh, solidifying the infield. Well, I should say center, solidifying the two most the center infield, it's middle infields positions with uh, Stott and Turner probably for the next ten years. Uh, a huge move by the Phillies. Uh, Strom comes in to replace um, some departed bullpen pieces. Uh, Walker will come in and obviously replace the departed Zach Eflin. And, uh, you know, it, so far, so good. J.K. could be a possibility off the bench or more than just more likely just an, an invitee to spring training and see if he can make the team. Um, so they're doing what they got to do. You know, and I got to give them credit when you're the, when you win, the, when you're a World Series finalist. And um, you try to sit down and look at what you need to do to improve. You're, you're probably really critical of yourself because you don't want to upset the chemistry too much uh, because you feel you, you feel that that's one of the reasons why you got that far. But obviously, with some of the departed bullpen pieces, i.e. David Robertson, Brad Hand, uh, who else left? Uh, Knable, you know. We got to add some more arms there. Um, if they're going to go internally with Falter and Sanchez from the bullpen, I'm okay with that for now. Don't know if that's kind of what I want to rely on. I would like to have a little bit more options there. So I think you still got to kind of beef up that bullpen. Uh, we're still got, kind of asking a question about that fifth starter. Right now we got four. Um, Noah Syndergaard is off the table. Uh, he signed yesterday with a one-year deal with the Dodgers, so he's gone. So what are we going to do with the fifth starter? Is it really going to be Painter? Is it going to be Abel, Geary? I mean, I, I don't agree with any of that. I think those individuals would all be better served with another year of minor league baseball. So a fifth starter needs to be found. And the bench. You know, Jake Cave is not really stroking me that much. You know, he's, he's a nice little depth piece, and, and I got that. And Maybe you add Derek Hall to that mix, but I still think we need some bench help. That was another one of our weaknesses that was identified down the stretch, especially in the back end of the World Series. 
He just had nothing off the bench. So, still need to add a couple more arms in the bullpen. Still need a fifth starter, and we still need to address the bench. But so far, so good. Obviously, the signing of Trey Turner is huge in the Phillies' commitment to try to win this thing. Not 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 just next year, but for years to come. And um, you know, I like this. I like the signing of Walker. It's funny that um, Zach Eflin actually took less money when he went to Tampa. So I don't I don't understand that, but whatever. But I, I, maybe maybe it was a case of the Phillies um, wanting to keep Eflin in the bullpen, and maybe Eflin just didn't want that. I don't know, which I was okay with. You know, I would have preferred Eflin coming out of the pen. But anyway, so far so good. Uh, we're getting into the dog days of winter. Things, as I mentioned, the owners' meetings are complete. We're moving into the holiday seasons. Uh, baseball should kind of quiet down a little bit. Um, and then as we move into January, it'll it'll kind of heat up again. And of course. Pitchers and catchers report on Valentine's Day in Clearwater, and we'll get this thing rolling again. And uh, don't forget, if you're looking for me throughout the baseball season, you can catch me after every Phillies game on the Fightin's Final, the Edge of Philly Sports Phillies postgame show, immediately following every single Phillies game. Make sure you're looking out for me. And make sure you're looking out for EOP and the Fightin's Final throughout the winter, too, as we're going to be doing some special stuff as we move forward through this offseason as well. And finally, I wouldn't be remiss if I didn't mention the Fly Guys. Yeah, the Philadelphia Flyers, my true love, man, hockey. My absolute true love. And, um, boy, it's, you know, sucks to be me. <laughs> sucks to be me as the Flyers are uh, hopelessly twist, twisting in the wind out there throughout the, the first part of this 2022-2023 season. Um. Tonight, they're getting ready to wrap up a Southwest slash East Coast road trip. Uh, it'll be in Jersey against the resurgent. I don't know where, how you got so good, New Jersey Devils. Flyers uh, are currently looking to try to get off the schneid a little bit. Oh, one and 2 so far on the, on the trip. Uh, losses out in uh, Vegas on Friday in overtime. Arizona on Sunday in overtime. And then in Colorado the other night in regulation. Um, Flyers are 9-14 and 7 on, uh, you know, in all, for the season and just, um, you know, I don't want to say they're going through the paces because they're not. They're, they are actually out there competing and they are actually out there busting their asses. And it's unfortunate because you can see it. Anybody who knows anything about hockey can see that the Flyers are competing, but they're just not good. And that's really the bottom line. They don't have enough talent. And it's unfortunate, and that makes it even more frustrating. And I feel bad about I – feel, I feel bad for the kids. I feel bad for the players who are going out there and giving up their body night after night. And for what? You know? I mean, are they giving up their bodies night after night for an opportunity to play for this team next season? Yeah, okay. But – um. Yeah, you know, that's what I feel sorry for. And as we move through this season, and obviously, whatever the plan is for Chuck Fletcher, and whatever that plan is going to be, hopefully materializes. Hopefully, at some point, the season begins to take shape, and we start seeing people move, and start seeing people acquired. Then maybe it makes it worth it all. But right now, when you're watching this product every night, where it's a competitive product, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a very competitive product. <laughs> Excuse me. 
<clears throat> God, they're, they're, they're battling. But they just don't have enough pistons under the engine, horses in the barn, um, or say horses in the stable, cows in the barn, whatever you want to, you know what I'm going at there. They just don't have enough. So flyers are the flyers. But again, if you need to hear more about the flyers and you need to hear more from me, don't forget on the Edge of Philly Sports nightly or after every Flyers game, I host Clear the Ice, the Flyers post-game show. So be sure to check me out after every single Flyers game, except for the one the other night where I had a bailout. Man. Ooh, God. As I said, I'm battling the flu. Folks, 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 that is going to wrap me up on this extended version of Eagles Victory Monday. Actually, get you ready for week 15 of the NFL Thursday and a recap of Philly sports as well. So kind of killed three birds with one stone. That's okay. I can do that. It's my show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you continue to listen and support. Remember, I will be back here in a couple of days. Look for me around Saturday as we will be bringing you the Eagle the official Philadelphia Eagle pregame show here on Talking Philly Sports with Matty B with my boy Kyle Quinn, and we'll wrap up. We will break down Week 15 Eagles Bears for you. Then, until then, enjoy the rest of your day and stay safe, buddy. <laughs>